Hey guys, what is happening? Welcome back to Creating Space. It is a Lululemon inspired week. And like I told you, I'll be bringing heroes and ambassadors alike onto the show to show you what they represent, what they are about, and why they got invited into the Lululemon the hike. Today, I've got Dane Robinson. Dane is a beast. He's a former football player at the University of Buffalo. He is now a fitness manager at Gravity Studio, and he's also the head coach of the Atlanta Steam, the Legends Football League women's kind of lingerie team that's based out of Atlanta. This guy went by coach at the hike, and he supplied every bit of energy that we ever need. Dane, what's happening, my brother? Wesley T. Knight, the <laughs> wheeling dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, podcasting son of a gun. All that's a Ric Flair wrestling reference for all you those in the Queen City out in Charlotte. But uh, what's happening, dude? Yo, dude, it's so good to hear your energy again. It's so good to see your smiling face here on Skype. I needed to bring you on, man, because from moment one when you were at the height, you made your presence known. And at first I remember thinking, man, is this guy just gassing up? Is this guy really like this all the time? And when I left that hike experience, I was never sure of anything else more in my life that actually this guy is more self-aware than probably every single person at the hike. One thing I want to talk about before we even get into this, at the very end of Lululemon the hike, okay, everyone was to pick a word that described themselves. Your word was expansive. Your energy is expansive. I thought it was a brilliant pick, man. To start this all off, tell me what the word expansive means to you, Dane. Man, just for first and foremost, I gotta, I'm humbled to be uh, on this awesome platform you created. I want to really, really make sure um, I put that out there. Thanks, bro. The uh, listener now. Um, but it's like, it was when we went to uh, the glass blowing place. And for, I don't know about you, but I've never thought of glass blowing anything or whatever. And <laughs> uh, one of our discussion leaders, Kate, had asked us to not only obviously uh, figuratively uh, uh, blow something in glass, but obviously literally. Um, but it came at that moment when I was like, okay, I saw them put this uh, molten glass in this kiln and it was so malleable. They could turn that into whatever shape they wanted. And same thing like people, same thing like you and me and the fortunate people I've come around with that are into health and wellness and leadership and creativity and energy and football or whatever. Um, we're so malleable as human beings. And when I thought about, I'm literally breathing air into this malleable thing that they that they're helping me create and at that point i'm like i'm i'm, I'm literally expanding this thing i'm literally trying to expand the people around me wow that's where all of a sudden it, it came uh to to light and it kind of hit me over the head uh very quickly uh so when we did our leadership declaration you know i was like the, like the kid in class that finishes <laughs> the test first like oh, i'm done i got it uh, but it was a no-brainer um that's where the word expansive comes from uh, from that moment we were doing the glass blowing because i was expanding this uh inanimate object but i was putting life into it and helping it create something same thing i mm. want to expand and i expand people's energy beliefs mental strength physical strength awareness and i accepted that and man we're rocking yeah i'm, I'm not gonna lie man you do do that and you know what was phenomenal dane is that 
uh, real leaders have a way to manipulate their voice, their inflection, their tone to be able to captivate audiences, right? And from moment one, you are loud and gregarious and you really did uh, cultivate the energy around you to be more expansive when, when you spoke. But at the very end during that leadership declaration, you went soft. And you, you demanded attention and it was a, it was a different way that you hit the group. And I just think it's brilliant, man. I think you're a natural born leader and I think you have an energy which is magnetic and people will follow you. So the reason I wanted to bring you on the show is, is obviously you're doing big things in your community, but I think that, um, iron sharpens iron. And I think that I have something to learn from you. And I think that the, the listenership here, the tribe within the creating space community could have something to, to take from, from you as well, man. Thoroughbreds, uh, go around other thoroughbreds, not jackasses. <laughs> yeah. I got to stay away from the jackasses, man. Well, let's kick this off, dude. Let's, let's really kick this off. You know, you, we talk about self-awareness and it's very important to me. Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about the most important attribute that a person can have is the ability to know themselves, right? And, and I went through a long period of my time as a, as an athlete, not knowing who I was and thinking I was only a footballer, right? And, and I say footballer is in the real, <coughs> real <laughs> <Yeah>, football. <laughs> but no, man, um, I think you have a very high level of self-awareness. And what I want to ask you, man, is when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Man, you know, I had to think about it for a while, but I think I see a motivator, uh, an inspirer, an educator. I think naturally a coach. Uh, I, I even think about, you know, my label within uh, my, my studio, um, but I, I'm, I'm coaching. I'm always coaching. I'm coaching myself half the time. And that was also a hard thing for me to accept because um, I'm very out there in as far as what can I do for you? How can I help you? How can I put and put my energy? How can I expand you? And I think you and I discussed this when we were on the bridge uh, Friday morning or Sunday morning, that last day, is acceptance of people that want to support you. And I didn't want to look in the mirror half the time because I felt selfish. I felt like I was being narcissistic. I felt like people would maybe see like this dude is all about himself. It's not about me. And that's was scary for me because I, I do fear that, you know, going over some of the fears that we conquered. Um, it sounds very weird that this guy is so big and bold and, you know, outgoing and energy and expansive. But it's something like that you'd be afraid of. It sounds really um, counterintuitive. But uh, that really was the case. But now I can look in the mirror and I, and I accept those things as, is that motivated, inspirator, uh, you know, perspirator. I love, I love, <laughs> I love, I love to sweat it out, you know, because um, there's something cleansing about it. That's who I see in the mirror. Yeah, I think that I see that same human being and you know what you're about. And I really do think that you expanded me in a way and you challenged me in certain opportunities to look at myself. You know, I, I missed a part of the Lululemon aspect of it because I was off um, doing doing something separate at the time. And I came back to learn that there was this moment where they asked you to join with two to three people and look at the other person, having not known them very long, and tell them what you interpreted their legacy to be without yeah. any really inf much information. Um, you just had to tell them what you thought intuitively. And so I missed that. And then we got an opportunity to connect by the end of it. And you looked at me as a leader does, and you knew that was information that I wanted. And you knew that I needed to have that. So you took it upon yourself to look at me and you say, you know what, man, I see an adventurer. 
I see, I see a, 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 you know, a thought leader, someone willing to go and do things that other people might not. And man, that was, that was a huge compliment to me because for a long time, I've been denying that fact to myself. I want to go chase things. I want to search and, and f- discover. And you saw that in me without even knowing me for very long. So I think it takes a little bit of self-awareness to be able to see uh, the awareness that other people have in themselves. So, um, and if I can interject, I mean, you and you're you're validating what my gut feeling was when we went through that drill, um, in the sense of telling somebody what their legacy is. Because every time, the last couple of times, and I've dug deep ever since we got back from Chattanooga into the archives of creating space, and every time, especially this past Monday, but you know, every time I've had an opportunity to listen to a different podcast of yours, I've been taking on an adventure. And wow. sometimes that lasts a half an hour, sometimes it lasts 25 minutes, but an adventure nonetheless, and it really helps when you're sitting in traffic in Atlanta, <laughs> and it makes the time go by. <laughs> I've been taking on an adventure, and sometimes we talk about it in the physical sense, and we were all about adventure that first night, you know, just riding bikes in Chattanooga, wherever it happens, but I've seen, and you've created validity in my gut feeling, and that's something uh, powerful. Wow, man, that's that's very cool. Yeah, he alluded to one of the adventures that we had, uh, myself Dane and Della, one of the other heroes from the expedition, we weren't ready to go to bed on a, what was it, Thursday night when we had yeah. just flown in after dinner and a couple cocktails. And I looked at all of them and I said, yeah, hey, there's a, there's rental bikes right across the street, man. Let's go get these. We picked up the bikes and rode all over the city. It was incredible, yeah. man. And it's really interesting what you get to learn about other people when you get to those times during the night, like, I've heard the quote say, nothing good happens until after 2 a.m. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and we really did have a great time, Dane. I want to ask you, buddy, as we as we move along in this excellent yeah. podcast, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, you're, doing, you're doing big things in your community, right? You're helping uh, health and wellness arena in Atlanta, and you're also a head coach of a Legends Football League. I mean, you coach all women in professional football and there's even a YouTube video, 3 million hits of you going crazy on the sideline and there's brawls and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's awesome. But where did that come from, man? Where, where did this coach and leadership stuff, who influenced you in that way? Um, I think it was, it was a collection of people, you know, um, I think it always stems from, um, once again, trying to transport, you know, some of your listeners into what we experience. You talk about inherited legacy. And, you know, some of the things I inherited was the work ethic from my dad, um, who, you know, was always around the picture and very loving man. But, you know, waking up 4 a.m., you know, coming in back at 6 p.m., go to sleep and everything like that. And I inherited that type of work ethic that I'm not ashamed of. But then also the selflessness and the love for my mom, um, doing whatever for other people um, and not really batting an eye, whether sometimes whether they were deserving and sometimes whether they weren't, but still being the bigger person. Um, but as a coach, and I guess in the sports sense, um, I thought I'd be like a player's coach, kind of like, hey, we're going to be cool and everything yeah. like that. Um, I think as you, you know, if you, you YouTube any of some of uh, my, my coaching clips, um, I have a fiery side. And I've seen that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Fiery side. <laughs> this guy picks up chairs, tosses them across the sideline, and really fuels his women. Like this guy, fiery is an understatement, coach. I mean, come on. It's a good euphemism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, it. But, you know, I, the collection of um, two gentlemen, uh, my basketball coach uh, in high school, his name is Mark Amatucci. Um, he was the same way. Uh, very 
kind of loud and no nonsense and we're going to get it done my way. And if you don't know it, that's okay. I'm going to teach you, but we're going to get it done my way because that's what has bred success and you have to be okay with that. And then another uh, one of my coaches, my defensive coordinator from University of Buffalo, which um, I didn't really care for at the time, but his message and his coaching, all of a sudden I feel, you know, as a grown man, I find myself repeating everything that he had told me and us when I was in college between quotes, between coaching style and how I get the most out of these women that are playing this violent sport. Uh, and the stride of their womanhood. So, um, you know, it goes from family, but also, um, you know, some of the coaching influence that I had that I may not have agreed with at the time because I was a kid and I was too stupid to really absorb it. Sure. Um, you're, you have a, a, a natural way to lead, but there's the, there's two sides of the coin, right? You've got to get in and, and develop the trust. And then once the trust is there, then you can push people beyond their comfort zones. And then sometimes you're going to, you're going to lose a player. You're going to, they're going to lose faith in you. And then you got to have, the gregarious kind of uh, philosophy or, or the mentality to get in and get the love back, the trust back. And I think you can do that well. What is it you think Lululemon saw in you to be able to, you know, trust that you'd be a, an excellent addition to the hike crew? Man, you know, I had just came back uh, yesterday um, from the Lululemon uh, store here at Perimeter Mall. Uh, here in Atlanta, and I met with a general manager, and we, we sat down, and it was such a powerful time, um, the hour and some change that we spent. Her name is Dina Ruiz, wonderful woman, um, and I asked her, almost kind of apologetically, I'm like, why me? You know, you're, you come in contact with so many different fitness professionals, you have ambassadors here, like, why me? Um, and outside of like, you know, she said, you know, one of the main criteria they said I fit they felt I met was like, I knew about the Lululemon brand, but can be and am willing to be really absorbed into it. And this would be the perfect opportunity, but also just the fact that, you know, it just comes back to that energy and, you know, the vibration that I was able to establish and do in my field of work and uh, coaching, you know, either football or fitness classes. And, you know, when it came up for nominations, my name came up and it was kind of like a no brainer. It's like, yes, absolutely. And she really kind of said, this is just the beginning. Mm. Um, you've known about our brand for a while. You've had this powerful experience, but Dane, this is just the beginning. And I wow. look back, this is, this is quite, quite a beginning. Yeah. It's quite the platform for you, coach. I think that intuitively I, feel the energy that you're talking about. I live my life uh, completely surrounded with energy and the understanding and the belief in vibrations. Tell me what that means to you though, coach. Um, I think now that I've had this experience with Lululemon and coming back from the hike, I am so much more aware of space, energy, and um, I think I, I really can't remember who I had this conversation with, and it's it's troubling to me uh, now. But it's funny, you, myself, everybody on that hike, we know everything about gardening, and we may not have ever picked up a rake or a hoe, but we know about how to create an environment for uh, whatever we want it is to grow. For in our aspect, in my aspect, it's people, um, you know, and making sure that you know the the soil is rich, meaning that you come into a non-intimidating atmosphere, or you come into a loving and trusting atmosphere, and then you water the hell out of it with <laughs> either energy or you know, in in football case, you 
uh, repeat something over and over and over again. And when they finally got it, you do it over and over and over again. And you put some sunshine on it when things go right. Uh, you, you till it more when things go bad. But then all of a sudden that thing grows into what you want it to. And then um, uh, that's what I believe uh, since coming from the hike, you know, about space and energy and vibrations is that we are all gardeners and we never have probably attempted to plant one seed of a uh, fruit or a plant, but we've been planting seeds for a while. Yeah, absolutely, man. One step after the other, right? One step after the other. We took a silent hike, two miles, and we were forced, well, not really forced, but we were asked to be quiet. And the intention behind it was to watch, watch your thoughts, watch your surroundings, see what happens. And I had never been challenged to go on a two-mile hike, never even thought about it. And I couldn't believe the things that would come up. And we got to the very top. No one decided to talk. Even we got to this expansive word of the day view. We were sitting atop this mountain. We were not able to talk on the hike up and no one talked. Everyone decided to sit there, take in the view, continue the process. And at the very end, guess who stood up? Guess who has something to say before we left? Coach, can you go for a moment into coach mode and help me relive that story that you talked about, that lesson that you gave on the top of that mountain? Man, um, I guess you're right. I, I kind of did go into coach mode all of a sudden. <laughs> I was great. <laughs> um, because I, that type of stuff was organic. You, you know, For everybody listening, it was truly that. We were asked to be in silence for this two-mile hike, and then we got to this overlook and this expansive view, and it wasn't asked of us. We were just silent for 10, 15 minutes, however long it was, and to kind of almost tie, tie up the loose ends and bring it all together, I looked at everybody, and I, I really wanted to bring in saying that, you know, um, kind of using that hike really as a microcosm of life, that, you know, every step was a little different. Every step might have been a little difficult. I know myself and other people around me, now you really got me in coach mode, really <laughs> uh, uh, almost slipped at times, and we did slip at times. And, but we had to, we kept our head down, but we kept our mind open to what was around us. And it got a little steeper. It got a little tougher, got more narrow. You know, you looked over the edge and there wasn't anything, uh, there wasn't any fencing or barricades. You know, um, if you were not in the right mindset and you leaned over too far to the right, you're done. That's it. <laughs> Put. But when we got out to this huge overlook, and if you remember, you know, I was the first person that kind of broke the silence because I yelled. I was like, yes. Yep. Yes. This is it. This is what we, we, we put our head down for and we were silent to experience. And it's okay to let that out because you've earned it. And we looked out uh, upon it and it's like, you know, and like just use it as a great microcosm of life that the steps we took, the, the sweat that was happening because it started off cold and it got progressively warmer yeah. as, we were, as we had all in our layers and we started disrobing our jacket and our long sleeves and everything because it was getting hot because we were sweating it out. We were trekking it out into this undescribable view that you know we had earned physically but also we took the time in to appreciate mentally and that was my words to the group as we we kind of came back into ourselves after the silence broke just to you know seal it up tie it with the bow dot your eyes cross your t's and know what you what what you and then what we just accomplished and that was amazing it was amazing you know what one thing i realized is that as i focused on the path and on my next step, 
I knew that I had someone in front of me that was guiding. There was a there was a way for me to go. There was a path. But Dane, has there ever been a time in your life where you lost your way, where you felt like you didn't know what to do and you couldn't expand yourself in a direction? Yeah. Um, that's a deep one. Because um, it, it doesn't it revolve around... Um, my 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 professional life or football aspect you know it kind of dives into uh my relationship um you know that i have with my uh my fiance my wife to be and you know this much was as much was about our professional lives wes um you know we learned some things about us personally um when you talk about you know guiding and losing your way um that was a point in time um where i was not the best uh person man boyfriend at the time that i could have been sure um because uh for all intents and purposes and, and you know wes i'm very comfortable with you after 72 hours of rock climbing <laughs> um to share this but you know um to to lust after another person and to believe that you've fallen out of love with somebody when you were really in your own way or you really didn't know what you wanted and you know there was nothing guiding me other than a perception and a facade and it tore up we as men west have a, a unique ability to build things up for months years and tear them down in a second sure um, and that's what happened in our relationship um, from my own doing and i lost my way there but luckily after a lot of self-reflection and time by myself, I realized that she was the person that I was supposed to be with and to have to work even harder. It was like that second half of the hike where the, the trail got more narrow and it got steeper. And I had to walk that narrow trail and climb steeper uh, in order to earn back her trust and create this relationship that I had tore down in what seems like seconds to come to this expansive viewpoint now where um, I'm ready to commit and we're ready to commit uh, our lives together. Well, don't feel too, don't be too hard on yourself, buddy. I too have struggled with uh, situations very similar, man. I um, was lucky enough to be a focal point uh, in the documentary that Lululemon put together. But one of the things that was uh, very important for me to mention were some of the struggles that I had been through. And as an athlete, I too had uh, a facade and a perception uh, that that most athletes probably, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to generalize, but most athletes probably struggle with lust, right? And and I had a long battle with that in my life of only keeping women at arm's distance and taking what I needed, right? And, and leaving what I really didn't. And that was true connection. I didn't want anyone to get too close. And um, it sounds like to me, in the revelation, now you have galvanized the relationship. You've galvanized what it is that is really important to you in your life, and it's made your focus narrower. So as, as hard as I'm sure that time was for both you and your partner, I'm sure that the the fruits of that labor of you going in, doing the work and, and coming out on the other side has made for an even better, more transformative relationship. So don't be too hard on yourself, man. I think that we we learn from some of the hardest points in your life. What did you discover in that time of self-discovery? Uh, the grass is not greener on the other side, man. <laughs> um, and shit, there's, there's not even grass on the other side. There you go. There you go. Um, but I, I learned that, um, you know, I, I can be the companion that I, I know I can be and I want to be. And that, um, 
you know, sometimes you have to be in solitary confinement figuratively in your mind, I guess. Because I was around people, but man, I felt alone mm-hmm. um, during that during that time. Even though I was around, I was playing arena football at the time, and I had all my teammates around me, and I was doing what I loved, and I was, you know, getting to earn a paycheck playing, you know, the sport I had grown up with and everything, and. I, I still felt alone and, you know, I've never been in solitary confinement, but it plays some, some cruel tricks on your mind. And it Ooh. felt like that. I was in open space, but I was in solitary confinement. Um, and it, like I said, those things taught me um, or made me really evaluate what I needed to be as a man and kind of just own up to it and take responsibility. So I think that that's the the end equation to all this was I was able to take responsibility for my actions and take responsibility and take ownership of taking the steps forward in order to repair and get back what I had torn down. How has that benefited you in your relationships with people that are not um, necessarily your partners, like your interpersonal relationships with the people that you work with or the individuals that you're coaching? Do you think it's improved you as a human being across all the landscapes of, of you? Um, oh, tenfold, tenfold. Um, you know, my ladies of the Atlanta team, they, they hear this all the time that I care about them as people and women first. We're going to take care of the person and the woman first, then we'll worry about the football player. Um, you know, it was one of those things like I need to take care of Dane for the person first, and then I'll worry about the the coach, the athlete, the the business dude later. And because of that situation, that time with uh, me and uh, my fiance, um, that that reverberated around, especially in my work relationships. That you know, like uh, there has to be a connection with people, and then you know, um, as um, very uh, a Lululemon type of um, term. Then I can fold the yoga pants. Then I can fold the <laughs> and the, the details of a situation or of a person or the task at hand or the, the the bottom line of it. So that definitely, especially dealing with like I said, um, the the women I work with with and I coach with the Atlanta team, um, and knowing how to tap in and kind of navigate that wiring that is much different than you and I, Wes, uh, from getting from A to Z. So that wiring with air quotes, man, what is that wiring like? What's it like to coach uh, a bunch of women who are playing a sport that you know very well, but at the end of the day, they, um, women need probably need to be coached a little bit differently than men. Or is that just me constructing that? Is that not the truth? Tell me, (laughs) tell me what it's like to coach women. Um, you're a thousand percent right. Um, I think, Let's uh, let's go back to our themes from this weekend. Choice and trust. Um, I am trying to present myself where they make a choice to trust me in the fact that uh, I am there to benefit them, not only as women, but also as football players. But that wiring I've learned over five seasons is not as direct. Um, women have to see, and this is uh, what my experience has been with the steam, is that um, we are very much, you know, uh, straight-lined kind of people. If a girl is on, a woman is, I hate calling them girls, uh, they're strong, powerful women. Uh, when they're on the football field, it can't be, hey, just do this, and that's it. It has to be, hey, I need you to do this because this is how it affects the other six girls. We play seven-on-seven seven, uh, football. This is how it affects the other six women around you. And when you don't do your job there, this is how it reverberates around you and talking about discipline. Wow. Um, being able to really paint that whole picture. And there's a lot of education on it so that, uh, and they're always asking questions um, and I love it. Uh, sometimes I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> but 
they need to see the the entire puzzle. They just can't understand that they're just a cog in the wheel and that this is just my job and that's it. You and I can do that very easily because that's how we're wired. For them, uh, it's expansion. There's that word again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on being able to expand their vision, their mind into how it not only relates to offense, but also if I don't do my job right on offense, uh, it affects the defense. If I can't, if it hurts the other six women I'm on that field with, plus it hurts the other uh, my other teammates that are on the completely opposite side of the football as a team and accountability. And you and I know that very well from team sports, but um, it's a lot of watering. It's a lot of gardening. Yeah. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of tilling. Uh, for them, but when they get it, Wes, man, that flower, <laughs> that crop. So tell me, tell me, I can imagine it's enormously beautiful. Tell me what is or when was the time where that flower bloomed its brightest? When, what was the best moment you've had with your Atlanta Steam team as a coach? There's a lot of there's a lot of games that come to mind. Um, you know, there was this big epic battle we we had uh, with um, a team that was in Jacksonville, and it was the Eastern Conference Championship, and there was so much drama in that game and double overtime and all these other things um, there. And funny enough, some of those some of those ladies that played in that game, uh, we got into a brawl afterwards, quote unquote, um, uh, that now are playing here for the Atlanta Steam and uh, are flourishing beautifully but it was really this past season and it it's not measured in wins and losses it was measured when we saw these ladies start to coach themselves Ooh. and then all of a sudden reverberate our messages it's twofold i'll make it quick when you know you have new rookies new ladies coming into this and they think they know what the lfl is but they really don't and my veterans were able to say hey this is what coach this is our expectation from coach his expectation is my expectation you're going to be held to my expectation because I've been successful with it. If you can't get down with that, that's cool. We'll show you how. But if you don't meet the expectation, we 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 don't need you. AC Slaters, I love that. Yeah. That love that, that message wasn't coming from me, and that was amazing to see. But then also on the field when they would correct themselves and correct each other without our guidance a little bit where they would blurt out or correct each other before we ever had a chance to get to it. And all of a sudden you saw, it's like um, the, the, the entertainer at the circus when you get a plate spinning and it starts to wobble, but then that plate starts spinning on its own. And all you have to do is kind of, uh, you know, twirl it just ever so slightly to keep that disc going. That's what it was. And that's mm. where I've seen it shine brightest. And it's, it's not measured in the wins and loss. It, it can never be measured in the wins and loss columns. You're constructing human beings, man, and you're giving them proper habits for success. So tell me this, man, that's a great segue. Tell me what are a couple of the habits that Dane Robinson has on a daily basis that he knows helps him win in life and that he makes sure he passes on to his to his women to ensure their success on the field? Um, you know, those those habits, it really comes from and um, I, I had to take a while to kind of uh, to think about this one. But I think it is about caring for P and I and I hate it repeating myself, but it's about caring for people first and then caring about the bottom line aspect of everything. Um, the more people, and, and I think I, I can frame this a little bit better, the more people I am able to help, the more my initiatives, I guess, or goals will be met. Um, I don't know about sooner, but I believe they will be. Um, the more I can hopefully add 
uh, value to what they are doing on the football field will help me in uh, just being uh, hopefully the, the best coach in the LFL. That's my goal is to be known as the best coach with the best program in the LFL by the time this thing is all said and done, to have the best fitness studio, to be the best fitness professional because I've helped so many people not only gain strength, lose weight, but have confidence. I'm just pulling all these people by success. And I don't mean just like touching people. I mean like pulling, grabbing them by the collar and establishing trust first and yanking them with me. And as I look up, all of a sudden, you know, I, I looked at it, you know, I'm, I'm living the life uh, or at least close to it or, you know, I have some steps to go in a life that I want to live. So that's the habits that I try to uh, instill in our clients, our members, these ladies of the steam is that just continue to help people around you and that will push your initiatives. And I, I can't speak about the ladies of the steam enough because they're like my children. I don't have any children, but and some of them are older than me, but they, they get that. And I see that when they are. Honestly and uh, authentically care about one another and are trying to pull each other to success. And they look up and they realize either we've won the game or they're getting all these um, postseason accolades that they earned, but by helping those around them. Wow. Myself included. Guys, if you can't feel the passion and know why it was so important for me to bring Dane onto the show, then you know now. Guy's brilliant. Guy really has a grasp on who he is and what he's doing. Dane, let's end it with a great question, man. What do you feel your legacy to be, my brother? A legacy. There goes, the, there goes that, that word again. I'm going to say it with a little passion, a little effort. Legacy. Because <laughs> yeah. um, that's, that's a, a word that um, you know we don't think about all too often. I hope and I think that's a perfect question to just bring everything back around to that word. Expansion expansive i want to be known for expanding people's abilities past what they think they could do um past what they think they can believe that they can do um past what they are uh just uh, where they think their energy and their mental capabilities may be because i've i've accepted that i have some great tools um intrinsically um and inherited from the people around me, um, that are people I've come from, obviously my mom and dad, but also the people around me, to make that happen. And, you know, to take somebody that's so malleable and expand them with my effort, with my love, with my trust. And that will be my legacy uh, when I look around me and I see all these people that will pass it on and that are fully expanded past their limits and they they, they grasp that and they're going to do the same uh, for people around them. Okay, Dane, I hope you're ready to do this. Guys, listeners, um, Dane, I want them to feel there's something about you that I'll never forget and that's that moment when you pull the group nice and tight, right? I want you to visualize <laughs> that all the listeners in the Creating Space tribe are around you right now. You've pulled them in nice and tight. They've You've created the circle of trust. They're listening to you. You've captivated them. I want you to go into coach mode like you would do for us. And I want them to get the experience. And I want you to in this podcast by telling them what you want them to take from you and how you hope that the expansion that you're talking about can leave them being a better person after uh, coming in contact with your energy. So here we are. And like I said, this is so, this is, uh, this is powerful stuff, Wes. This is powerful stuff for everybody listening. You know, imagine wherever you're at, I want you to stop. 
you know, if you're in the car, don't stop. But if you're, <laughs> if you're riding, if you're out and about, just stop and, and think for a second. What we are able to do around us is based off that 90-10 principle, y'all. It's about 90% of what we're in control of and 10% what happens to us. I kind of have that flip. 10% what happens to us, 90% how we react to it. Because the things that we react to, we are in control of because it's our attitude. My attitude of expansion will overtake anything of that 10% life has thrown at me. And I quote this verbatim, attitude is more uh important than money than circumstances than giftedness than skill than what other people think or say or do we cannot deny uh, or control the inevitable it's already gonna happen the remarkable thing is that you have control over your attitude because we are firmly set in our beliefs that life is 10 percent what happens to me 90 percent how i react to it so it is in with me, with Wesley T. Knight, <laughs> within, within all those wonderful, phenomenal human beings that we went on that hike with, from the phenomenal layered depth of a company that is Lululemon, and for everybody listening here on Creating Space, we are in charge of our attitudes. Be in charge and go do great things. Expand. <laughs> what a beast. Now you guys, you get you get it, man. This guy is gifted. I can't wait to watch his trajectory just continue to rise. And hey, Dane, man, um, I selfishly am excited to have uh, flourished in a, a friendship with you, man. And I look forward to continuing to expand our friendship as we move forward, okay? You're stuck with me, man. You are stuck with me. <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming on to Creating Space. Oh, I can't wait to get up to the Queen City and you are going to an LFL game. Hey, I better hey, I better be invited and I better have front row seat right behind the bench. I can hear you going nuts. Uh, willing your girls chair, to win. Man. I can't control that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, coach. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Dane Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, the guy has more energy than he knows what to do with. And to be honest, there's something to learn from every sentence that he formulates. I'm so excited to be able to bring him onto the show. We've got more heavy hitters coming for the rest of the week up until Sunday because you know it's Mindset Monday and you cannot jeopardize Mindset Monday. So from every day from here on out until Sunday, I'll be bringing you another Lululemon, either ambassador or hero from the hike. And I hope that we can bring a little bit different every single time we come at you. So with that being said, we will check you tomorrow and enjoy this tune as we play the song out. Have a great one, you guys. (laughs) 